Hey, Michaela. Yes, Matthew. Last episode, we talked about ghosts. Mm-hmm. Well, this episode's not ex- not exactly about ghosts. I think the name Ghost Town should imply the existence of ghosts. Maybe, maybe not. Let's dig into these towns and see what's up. So, Michaela, we talked about Roche Harbor. We talked about weird San Juan stuff last episode. And we talked about a ghost for a long time. But this episode's about ghost towns. Washington is filled with ghost towns. And it's kind of weird. Um, is it because people move in industries that then become bankrupt and then abandon their... Um, not to spoil the plot, just abandon what towns they build up once the factory closes. It's almost like extractive capitalism is a bad model for building your entire housing markets around. Listen, I really like the idea of a ghost town. I want to go to one. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm excited to know that there's ghost towns near me because... When I think of a ghost town, I think of, like, New Mexico or Arizona. I When I used to live in Arizona, there were a lot of ghost towns. I mean, they were everywhere. Like, you would find remnants of houses in the middle of nowhere, and you're like, oh, a town used to be here. So, you were in California, so you you didn't get the, the, goal, the good opportunity to see a lot of ghost towns, because a lot of those towns people still just live in. I think everybody <laughs> uh, occupies as much space as possible in California. They said, if I can own a thousand acres, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here in Washington, we have a similar situation to Arizona, especially in the different phases of settlement of the state. I have to emphasize, it's not settlement if people already live on the land. I, I don't know what you're talking. That. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Nobody was here before. <laughs> it was a blank map. <laughs> it was empty. <laughs> there were no people. <laughs> there weren't even Canadians. <laughs> There were no French, Russians, uh, uh, indigenous, or just, you know, people who just moved here before other settlers came here. No one. No all one. Oregon Trail all day, Oh, baby. my goodness. So, yeah, Washington has a real weird history with ghost towns. And it goes back to the 1800s or the mid-1800s when our state was settled. But um, we have a couple of, like, archetypes. And I think it's funny because we talked about Roach Harbor and how it was a company town. Well, the threads through our podcast probably will run very deep in many of the stories we're telling because it is I the, feel the like, history of our state. I feel like Washington cities and towns are founded for one of two reasons. One, it's a port town. Yep. Um, and in the gold rush, that was very important, mm-hmm. especially when going to Alaska. And um, two... It was a company town. Right. I don't think there's an in-between. There's, there's, that's a real, that's, there are a couple other categories, but it's very similar, adjacent to the thought. It's still extractive, if that makes sense. But it's not extraction, if that makes sense. Um, Washington has, like you said, company towns, a lot of company towns, railroad towns. Um, And... A lot of our towns that we have now are still railroad towns that were built back in the 1800s when the railroads were coming, actually all the way to the 1950s when the railroads were coming through. We also have a lot of mining towns, which is like, you don't think of Washington and you think, oh, 
coal mining, but it was very popular in the state. No, you have recently turned me on to the fact um, that there is a quarry just, what, I don't know, 30 miles south of us in Skagit County. Yeah, yeah. And it's just right off the mountain. And it's just like an open mining pit where which people is, can go mine. Which is really odd to me to find out because um, I grew up in a fairly rural um, high school. And a lot of those people that I went to high school with went on to perform labor jobs, um, blue collar labor so some of them went on to the railroads and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, construction work, yeah. that sort of things. Not a single one in the quarry. Yeah, and we have a lot of quarries here. I mean, even where I live and uh, or where my family lives in Whidbey Island, we have quarries in multiple places. So it's a very common job here in Western Washington. Another thing that is a byproduct of company towns, uh, we had company towns that were mono-ethnic or were multiple ethnic groups, but they were like only there for a job. They weren't there because like they love Washington. They were there because there's a job and they may be from like Kentucky and they're all like black people who end up working in coal mines that then go on strike and then they shut the whole town down <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> but you find that a lot in Washington's history as well. And then you find um, something that's... Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, when you say mono-ethnic, do you mean ethnic or do you mean white? No, I mean ethnic. Like, okay. not white people. And not mixed either. Yeah. So there'll be like a hundred Polish people in a town. And it's just like, yeah, because they all got hired at the same time from the same town and moved over to Washington to mine. Um, or do something like a that. A million Dutch people in Mount Vernon <laughs> where they can... Or, or Oak Harbor or, or Northern Whatcom County because they're all swamps. <laughs> so they can uh, plant their tulips and sell them across the world. We, we love our dykes and we love our tulips. <laughs> hey, they're our worst... <laughs> I like the Dutch, so they're okay. Hey, um, shout out to one of my friends, Sage, who told me that when she went to high school here, the expression was if you're not Dutch you ain't much and then another thing that Washington is very famous for is government projects big big especially around the 30s and the 40s and the 50s during the the Great Depression and the um, the Second World War in the end of the Second World War we have a bajillion towns just spring up out of nowhere to build these giant projects like dams nuclear test sites, army bases, you know, things like that. <laughs> um, all great things to live in when when you find out that they have been testing plutonium right around the, right around the stream. Um, and, and the problem is, is that they depopulate. You build all of these buildings, whole towns, city centers, and they just disappear. All the people go. There's nothing, there's no business, there's just no point of staying, because there's no money, and everyone's there for money, so why would you, like, stick around or, like, be there for, you know, 20 years? So how many ghost towns do you think, do you have a number of how many ghost towns there are in Washington? There's somewhere between, like, 150 and, like, 200. And do the majority of those ghost towns 
reside in what we would call like rural mountains. Like I feel like I've seen. Uh, yeah. I feel like I've seen when I'm going on um, Cascade Highway. Yeah. Which is closed like six months out of the year whenever there's no. <laughs> yeah. So it's not very accessible. Right. So you're going across the Cascades to get to Winthrop. And I feel like there is a very small town, I don't know the name of it, that is on the dam. New Halem. Wonderful. It, yeah. I feel like that's on the verge of a ghost town. Yeah, the only reason people live there genuinely is to ser ser serve at the, the dams. That's literally it. Like, it's the last stop. Yes. And so <laughs> I am imagining that most ghost towns in Washington fulfill similar right like spots in our landscape where they're like up in the mountains and hard to access six months out of the year yeah that's actually pretty accurate um one one town uh that i'm not going to go into a lot of detail about but its name is weston uh it was here on um uh the western side of the state and it no longer exists because a river flooded it and oh, washed it away. Nice. So, like, there's stuff like that where the maps of a town or of an area, this is, like, in the Tacoma area, it just isn't there anymore. The river just took it and never, there was, you know, if you ever go swimming in these places, your foot will get grabbed by a... A broken house roof our because own, it's <laughs> our own Lake Lanier. We have our own Lake Lanier, folks. All around, there are a lot of them. I mean, Sumas is literally built into a, a old lake bed. Up I here. mean, we live up here in Bellingham, where right. the entirety of Ferndale is yeah. a drained lake. Right. So right. right, exactly. So just a town like that, and and one of the reasons why a lot of these towns shut down, honestly, is because of Washington's legacy of being a frontier state. This is a this is a frontier. This is the closing of the frontier. 1890, the last little bits of Washington, California, and Oregon get bought up. People come for the gold rush and they go to Alaska, which is the new frontier. And you can't do the things like you used to do back in the 1800s, the 1880s, the 1870s. You can't treat people the same way. Um, Ooh, you, yeah. As you, find, <laughs> as you find out later in this you, story. I don't think you're, it's, um, it might be a little bit more frowned upon to drive out uh, the indigenous populations right. from their homes. Right. Yeah. It, it's very interesting. So, you know, I'm going to jump, jump into what, some of these towns that I did some research on and, and tell me how you feel about them. Oh, I'm sure I'll love them. This one is called Alpine in Skagit County. Uh, close. Huh? Yeah, it's pretty close. Hot Springs. This is one of those like. Oh my God, we have hot springs. We have lots of hot springs actually. In Wait, Western can Washington. we go? No, <laughs> you do not want to go to this place. You can. There are hot springs to go to, and we can look it up later. But Hot Springs, uh, Alpine, Skagit County, is in, um, in. It's closer to the mountains than it is to Mount Vernon. Um, Mount Vernon, I'm just, to, to anyone who's listening, Mount Vernon is on the I-5 corridor. It's literally a big valley. Uh, it's the final stop of the Skagit River before it heads out to the uh, Puget Sound. You can type it in a map and Google Maps and say Mount Vernon, Washington. It's right there. It's an hour north of Seattle. Yeah. Who, 
um, if anybody's listening from outside the state, right. is the only point of reference you may have. Right, that's so, true. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> a townie here. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's just like, and it's the Skagit River. He we, said it's a, across the bridge from down the hall, <laughs> Deception go around, Pass. Go around, go around, go around the bend. <laughs> There's two bridges, you go down SR20. <laughs> uh, but it's it was a town that was meant to be a resort town. There are two. Sorry, Mount Vernon or oh no, uh, Alpine. Alpine. Okay, it was supposed to be a retreat, and they put a hotel there. Um, but as time went on, it was harder and harder to maintain. People didn't come. They built the SR system, the state road system for our non-Washington citizens and listeners, uh, and they built the state road. Uh, going to concrete, not going to this resort, and it just had to shut down because... (laughs) Do you know that this is the plot of Cars? It is. It totally is. Like, Cars kind of, like, summed up a lot of American towns, which is hilarious. Isn't it um, the town in at Radiator Springs? Yes. That's the name of it? When I was reading this, I was like, this is Cars. But you'll find that happens a lot in Washington. Like, once they build I-5 up here... It completely changes the 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 grounds the, the the ground game here. I don't think it's an uncommon experience across the country. Yeah. Once the interstate systems were right. built, well, the state road system even for us was like ooh fancy. Like you were just describing the old uh, the old Chequenut Highway. The old Chequenut Highway literally. <laughs> Literally was the only way there except by way to Bellingham besides for ferry. Because going across the Samish and the Skagit River in the 1920s was dangerous. And for our (laughs) listeners, when he says you were just talking about Chuckanut Highway, he means like three weeks ago in real life, not on this podcast. (laughs) No, you You don't need it. Like near ghost towns. I I said Cascade Highway. That's different. That's a little bit different. Yeah, you're right. It's a it's the different spur. You didn't sorry. miss me. Saying She's right. You don't have She's to right. Rewind. She got me. She got me. But another town that propped up for Hot Springs. Hot Springs was a very big business in the 1880s, these, in the early 1900s. Are these like hot springs that you can actually sit in? Or are they like Yellowstone hot springs? No, they're like water that you can sit in hot springs. They don't have like sulfur bubbling. Absolutely. Cool. Um so they absolutely don't they don't have that they're they're sanitariums they're used to like relax and people used to go there to treat their tuberculosis so (laughs) i got consumption arthur morgan arthur morgan (laughs) i don't have much time (laughs) uh so they call this place green river hot springs it's in king county um it was it is a ghost town uh, it's off of the Green River area. Wait, um, so this is, we moved on from Yeah, Alpine. we're moving on from okay. Alpine. Alpine shut down because of the road being the wrong place. Oh. Um, <laughs> is it named Green River for the same reason, meaning it's in the same area it's as... It's off of, that's where the Green River Gary water Richmond. comes. Yeah. Green, Green River. It's up the mountain from where that water goes to. Okay. Yeah, that's why it's like Green River Hot Springs because it's like up on the mountain ridge where the water goes down. Because of all the volcanic activity, we have hot springs. It's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, makes sense. It was originally called Kinden because it was built by the North Pacific Railway in 1886. Um, the hot springs was um, 
one of the first uh, large sanitariums built in Washington for people with tuberculosis. It was by 1907 to 1908, big enough to house 225 people and two doctors. I have to remind everyone that the population of Washington in 1900 was like 1 million people. Like it was like very small population for a whole state. Um, so when people think like 200, that's not that much. It's like, it's a lot for back then. Generally there just was less people back then, uh, because of things like tuberculosis. Yeah. And, uh, um, this is, I'm assuming the point of history where people thought the cure to tuberculosis was to send you out into the mountains. Absolutely. So you can get fresh air. Yes. They thought you go to the hot springs, you go to the steam, your lungs will get better and you can come back, it totally treats your tuberculosis. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, it might help in the immediate, but it's not going to... I see the logic. Yes. It's a good idea. They didn't know. It's better than living in the desert or, like, in the south. Is it, It's a virus, right? Or a bacterium? I think tuberculosis is a bacteria, I want to okay. say. Um, that's so all maybe they can boil the bacteria out of the <laughs> Yeah, maybe. The, sanator the sanitarium was reported to be an impressive facility, having nice suites, a bowling alley, and a pool table. A 1904 <laughs> envelope has a return address. The Clover, or Clover, I don't know how to pronounce it. It looks German. Uh, J.S. Clover, M.D., hot or green river hot springs if you look and there used to be postcards from it all the way in the back of the uh, 1910s but the sanitarium burned down uh Aww. in 1913 uh and then everyone left because uh they discontinued the post office and i'm going to show you a picture of it michaela so you can see it this sounds like oh this is pretty it I was a beautiful building too bad it burned down. Yeah, fire I, is a real a real danger back in the day. Imagine you just have a mansion. Um, in, so you're telling me that this was a tuberculosis ward and there are no ghosts in it. I mean, there are probably ghosts now with the fire. <laughs> you believe in that? Yeah, and a, and a fire burned. Were there fatalities? The uh, I didn't see any reported, okay. but I would think that, uh, yeah, it probably is... Uh, probably could have had some people die it's a big building so you know if mm -hmm. <laughs> if it breaks out the fire breaks out in one spot and it gets everybody you know it's a pretty spread out building so that is one example of a ghost town you i mean the remnants of this town are still around like the burnt building pieces and like little signs that a town used to be there but nothing nothing much now besides you know couple pieces of wood or a beam here or there it is cool that we have hot springs i wish that we really tapped into that a little bit more but yeah we could be like that guy that you always quote from the new zealand ads try something new new zealand <laughs> come, on, come on washington try something new yeah <laughs> there are no words <laughs> oh uh django fett that's who it is yeah now, I want to talk a little bit about company towns, because these weren't really company towns. These were more like people setting up clinics, trying to help people. Very rare of that time period, people trying to like actually do things that were like medical. Um, but that's one example or two examples of it. 
Company towns are a different beast, and we talked about like why they're vicious. Roche Harbor, New Halem, Di- Diablo Dam, um, the Seattle City Light villages that they set up at the top of uh, mountains. Uh, Do you know that live. there's a company town right near us, or at least a company neighborhood? Mm, I believe it. 100%. Yeah, there's sometimes when you're on Zillow and you're looking at homes, there'll be like this absurdly cheap one and you're like why is this such a good deal it's and it's because it's a company you it's, have a to bro, it's a you have to work for the company <laughs> that's very to normal by the to way. Own or rent this house that's a very normal thing that we're getting back you know we're just gonna get the pinkertons back too you're gonna get paid script instead of <laughs> we're gonna have like oh well i don't know because we're having a tech fall right now yeah right <laughs> the bubble is bursting a little bit in tech um so but i could see a future where amazon has company towns oh yeah for and sure. they're all it's like straight out of like dystopia fiction right they all are white no color all look the same <laughs> It's not far off. It's not far off. Not here, especially. Um, but I'm going to introduce you to a little town in Snohomish County called Monte Cristo. That's a fun name. It is a fun name. Named it after a sandwich. A delicious sandwich. And a really good book. Um, well, the count from that book. But Monte Cristo was a, uh, was a mining town on the western slopes uh, in Snohomish County of the Cascade Mountain Range. Um, there were 13 Mayans and 40 clans by 1891. By, ni- or by 1893, there were 211 mining claims. It was a boom. <laughs> a mining boom. Oh, that's a pun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. <laughs> the boom was so big in this area that it required the financing of John D. Rockefeller. Yes. That John D. Rockefeller. I love him. He did he did so much for us over if, here. If you have ever been to the town of Everett, there is uh, all the downtown buildings and all the county buildings are on Rockefeller Avenue. And it's because Rockefeller dumped a stupid amount of money into Western Washington, especially Everett, because of this gold mine. He thought he was going to get paid back everything he put in um you know he he did not he did not there's not enough gold here fact he did not get any money that he put in (laughs) and they they were trying to court him they'd be like we're gonna change the name of the building for you mr rockefeller and he's like he's like fuck you i've lost my investment here (laughs) it's so it's such a good like People just simping for companies and then companies being like, uh, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> East Coast money has to stay on the East Coast. Um, his, uh, his syndicate, um, uh, who was run by two guys named Colby and Hoyt, took over the primary mines, including Pride and Mystery Mines. The Willman brothers were paid $470,000 by Rockefeller's company to acquire controlling interest in two or two-thirds interest in the properties you know who appears in this story michaela a blast from our not so distant past are we talking about my guy i don't remember his name i know we just talked about him the roche harbor guy no 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 no, not the roche harbor guy i wish 
Oh. Well, now I'm not invested. The, the grandfather of our 45th president. Frederick Trump arrives oh. in Washington to set up a hotel business. Oh. And like a that. brothel. Did oh. <laughs> the the apples really don't fall far from the tree. Here. Remember when I said East Coast money had to stay <laughs> on the East Coast? There is no Trump Hotel in Seattle, though. So did they like just? It lost cut, money. They cut just losses. Cut losses yeah. and left. <laughs> so they all showed up for the mineral wealth here in 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 Western Washington. And I have to remind remind people who don't know anything about mining is that there's multiple types of mining. There's surface mining and shallow mining where you're just picking with pickaxes off the mountain and you you know you might even be able to stick a couple sticks of dynamite into the rock and blow something loose and then there's deep shaft uh, mining which is the kind that leads to silent hill right the the stuff that causes fires underground and stuff like that um well it turns out that turns out by 1907 Geologists determined that the initial amounts, amounts of minerals and gold they found at Monte Cristo only went down 500 feet. That sucks. So all That's... of these people, including Rockefeller and Trump, senior, showed senior, up. Senior, 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 senior of times three. That's amazing to me that Trump's grandfather... Was, a, was, like, well alive in the 1890s. I mean, he is, like, really old. But, like, it makes you realize how, like, three generations... Like, we're just three generations from, like, cowboys and, like, minor 49er mm -hmm. stuff. Like, this is not that far away. Especially here in Washington. This is, like, your grandpa knew guys like this. And it's kind of, like... <laughs> Yikes, that's weird. <laughs> but so all these people had all this money wrapped up into it and find out there's nothing there besides that initial hole that everyone got in the early or the end of the 1800s. There's no gold. Yeah, I watch enough uh, Gold Rush on Discovery <laughs> Channel via force in proximity of my father mm -hmm. um, to know that 500 feet is nothing. Yeah, it's super... Sh I mean, people mine almost a mile down, or not almost a mile down, but pretty low, pretty deep into the ground for, for um, ore. Um, and this is the early 1900s. By 1907, which was the one of the first financial shocks of the 20th century, Rockefeller completely pulls out and most of the business interests leave. Then a giant flood washes out the road and destroys the, uh, the town. The town burns down in 1983. Why do they keep burning down? Is because this there's no fire department. And also probably, yeah, insurance fraud. That's yeah. a good point, too. But there is no fire departments in these places. You have to have money and a tax base to fund a fire department. And if you're all on, like, wells that are, like, hand-pumped, you're on your own. You're just going to have to fight that fire yourself. Did people die in this fire? No one died. 
Uh, no, no deaths in this one, sadly. <laughs> you say that like you're disappointed. No well, one you died. think like this is like an old timey town. He's at least some like he the said, old drunk would have gotten burned or something. He said, "I want ghosts. <laughs> I want ghosts in my ghost town." Well, they stepped up. They turned Monte Cristo into a historical site. It's still a place, but the road up to Monte Cristo is unpassable. The vehicles and the shore is extremely dangerous because of the river flowing through it. So you have to hike. Hike into the town on foot. How much is the elevation gain? <laughs> Enough to be a bridge across that is completely unpassable. <laughs> and people risk walking across it, but it's very unstable. So is this a historical site that is unmanned? Like, there's not, like, a tour guide no, standing No, there's no time tour guide in Monte Cristo. There's a tour guide at the bottom of the hill before you go up. There's no gift shop no, in Monte Cristo. you're not going to get it. You're not going to get an I ate Mon- a Monte Cristo at Monte Cristo t-shirt. <laughs> you're not going to get one of those. Um, they also found out, turns out, mining is extremely polluting and very dangerous to the environment. And they found out that they're in the area that they mine called Glacial Basin, which, you know, where all of our water comes from in Snohomish County, or some of it comes from, uh, was poisoned with arsenic and dioxin. Uh, and they began the cleanup in 2012. Oh, good. <laughs> So, you know, honestly, for like a hundred years, everyone's been drinking arsenic water from this river system. It's really unsurprising. <laughs> so that's another tie-in uh, for our listeners is that living here in Washington, as much as anywhere else, you will find that the water, the land is often polluted by these giant companies or many, 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 many people who were doing environmental um, destruction, essentially. Because mining is, is just nothing but environmental destruction. You can't really mine without, like, blowing something up or tearing something up. I'm so. a little worried about the arsenic levels in the fishies. Mm-hmm. A little bit in more. River, mm-hmm. In Snohomish uh, River, in Stillaguamish River Basin. So, what did we learn from uh, the ghost town? Fred Trump, <laughs> Rockefeller, arsenic. <laughs> Our favorite combination. And Trump. Don't forget him. We can't forget Trump, folks. He's still out there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, there's still a cleanup going on to this day. And the mines are still there. None of them are not. Many of the mines did not cave in. So they're just there. And people can live in them if they want to. And no one would ever know. So you're telling me there's a good chance there's a cryptid in Monte Cristo. Now that you say it like that, the chances are exceptionally higher. Bigfoot could be hanging out in Monte Cristo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. (laughs) She says, check my search pattern. Widen the search pattern. Someone call up that one canceled show from Discovery. (laughs) Where they're just walking around trying to find Bigfoot. Well, I do have one other town that is close to where we live. You'll recognize it, Michaela, or the name of it. It's called the Nooksack River Mining Camp. Well, I don't recognize that name, but I do recognize Nooksack. Right. Yes. Um, But this is a camp. A mining camp. Is is it a permanent camp? 
Like it has it's buildings? A, it, it was. Uh, so, <laughs> there was a mine. Uh, yet again, mines were like the NFT or Bitcoin. Of the 1800s. No, because they're real things. No, 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 no. Because this one was a scam. <laughs> this one was a certified hustle. So you're, but you're saying gold mines. Just mines in general. Because what happens is you have to buy and pay in a lot of money to get people mm -hmm. to give you money to go and get more gold. So this Nooksack River camp, the founders of this camp said they found a bunch of gold in the, in the mine. And they were like, we just, in Mount Sumas, this is in Mount Sumas area. And they just said, we just need some extra financers. So what they did, they went to go and got some local money, built a nice little hotel up there. Built like all these little like little things for the mining workers and this and that. Just like show that they were serious. Then they invite all these big wigs from San Francisco and Seattle, some from Denver. They come up via train. This is the um I think this is the eighteen eighties or yeah, it was like the eighteen eighties or the nineteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Like this is the end of the century. Beginning of the other one, uh, the, the 20th. And they have the 360 or 70 investors come stay at the hotel. And they're like, guys, look how crazy it is. They have them uh, have a real nice time. They have the girls. They bring them from Bellingham, actually. Um, you know. Infamous uh, sex worker town, yeah. Bellingham. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, still to this day, like, that's the rep. But they go, they bring those ladies up. They treat these investors to a great time. They start getting them to, like, oh, we're going to put so much money into this mine. And look at all that gold you found from that mine. Well, some investor was like, this is kind of a weird thing that they haven't shown us any, like, people pulling gold out of the mountain physically. We've seen all the gold that has been melted down or like bullion from the mountain. We have not seen the actual gold streaks. So someone took a sample and brought it back down to San Francisco with them and found out that they had just taken gold from another mine and thrown it all over the town. Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> and by the time... Everyone found out the guys who founded the mining camp disappeared. Never to be seen from again. I'm not super surprised. <laughs> it just feels right. It, it, I mean, like I said, to me, it's like crypto. It's like, oh, if you're willing to invest your money in that, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I do see what you're saying that like the gold rush was the original crypto craze. Right. Right. It was just like, oh, I got a buddy who's got a mine in like down 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 the road. You want to give him some money to so we can keep mining? It's like, can I see the gold, please? <laughs> it's a little bit it's a little bit like an MLM scheme. Right. Scheme because like if you're the guy selling the shovels, 
Right. You can recruit well, your buddies. Well, how Seattle was built as a city, basically. Selling <laughs> shovels, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the entire gold rush was just everyone just selling shovels to the guys that were getting scammed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Alaska. Sure. <laughs> no one's saying, there's no gold up there. Everyone's just like, here's some. Sh- you want to buy some jeans? <laughs> you want to buy a, a canvas hat? <laughs> so that's what happened right up the river a little bit <laughs> it's everywhere so is that town still yes standing yeah they still preserve it the mine's still uh, open because they had the mine cut out and everything so um, here's a question let me talk about the housing crisis in bellingham why don't we just take it and make it not a ghost town anymore She's asking the hard questions. Why don't we give me a house? Give me a house. A house for less than half a million dollars. Yeah, no. I wouldn't live up there if they paid me. <laughs> that place is... Ugh. It's like at the base of a mountain. I'm good. I would prefer not to live in a mining camp. All the way like 40 miles or 40 minutes away. No thanks. <laughs> It's like closer, it's literally closer to like the cask. It's closer to New Halen than it is to Bellingham, mm-hmm. which is not my favorite. Okay. Path. Another gold mining town called Bodie. Bodie? Bodie. Okay. It's in Republic. I don't know if you know where Republic is. I have no idea. But if I were to guess, based off the name, I would say south west near the Cascades. So like. Like, on the east side of West, near um, the, the Columbia River. Am I right? No. Oh, dang. You're, you're actually, like, mirror image uh, to the... Like, if you put a mirror image on a diagonal, it's the other way around. Bodie is near a town called Republic. Republic is in Ferry County, which is northeast... Washington. So kind of Tenasket area? Yeah, like uh, between Winthrop and like Spokane. Like okay. that big long stretch. And which is a, a huge empty space. <laughs> but there used to be towns <laughs> yeah. here. Um, in 1888 two uh, folks found a gold mine of high quality gold in Republic's Knob Hill Mine which I have to mention, they recently found a gold deposit. A Canadian company found a gold deposit in Republic that valued up to about a trillion dollars worth of gold. What? So, yeah. So they're going to be eating off of that for a long time. How did the Canadians get in? Uh, Because it's an open zoning area. I know. My mom and I were talking about this. She's like, they... How can a foreign company own American land in American gold? This is what we fought the British for. We stole this entire state from Canada. They can't steal it back. We... We forgot the face of our fathers. <laughs> we forgot what they did this whole thing for. <laughs> Not for the Canadians to come in and steal our gold. <laughs> so, they found a mine in 1888. They found really high quality gold there. But then by the end of the uh by the end of the uh the century in 1907, the first 
financial panic of the 20th century happened. Gold prices dumped. Is that what? No, we Nixon brought us off the gold standard. Yeah, right? and that was yeah, the okay. 70s. Like, it was yeah. because of how, I mean, there's many reasons, but one of the reasons is explicitly this. Like, money that's tied by gold currency. We, is... laugh, in the, we laugh in the face of Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, where's all the founding guys? Where's the Tea Party guys? That Wasn't he the one that was, like, insane about the gold yeah, standard? I think it was or him was it Hamilton? Hamilton. Yeah, I think one it was of those Hamilton. two. The nerd Hamilton. I didn't watch the musical, <laughs> and then, I can tell you. And then the guy who shot him literally did treason and got away with it. <laughs> Burr was like, what if I did all the crimes and still didn't go to jail for hey, it? Hamilton <laughs> well, knew. What a Chad. <laughs> the, the Chad Burr versus the Virgin Hamilton. <laughs> But yeah, like gold is very unstable as a currency. People always were like, it's gold, gold. Real reality, it's not that stable. It's actually very finicky, just like everything else. And they went and had two depressions. The 1907 depression, um, one where essentially American capitalism had to work together to undo. It was the panic of 1907. And then, of course, the big one, 1929, the stock market collapses and plunges our entire global society into a nearly two decades of barbarism and violence that we probably will never recover from as a species to this day. Um, and so these guys had to pack it all up because they found the gold mine and no one wanted to buy gold. <laughs> Sucks. Can you imagine? <laughs> imagine finding the finest, most pure gold stock in like West or in Eastern Washington, and then be like, "Oh, no one wants to buy this right now." Who <laughs> Just put so embarrassing? Who put the curse upon your family? Because, right. Like, who did you make mad back in Mesopotamia? Because. Someone wants you dead. Right. Or, and they, or just at least unsuccessful. Right. Like ancient, like this is a like genetic curse from like, yeah. from like 500 BC. Like this, you, you just like, your ancestor stole the wrong rib from somebody and just was like, your family will be successful, but will never, will be close to success, but will never be successful. And just like, Mom, I found this great gold deposit. We're going to make so much money. We're rich. The stock market collapses twice in your lifetime. <laughs> the, to me, it's funny because the gold thing is kind of like we were just talking about, like NFT, that kind of like mindset. There's a lot of just guys out there trying to make a quick buck. I think that's the American way. Right. And But like it's... Like, it, on paper, he should have been rich. Those guys should have been rich. Yeah. But because of the way the economy works, they are not rich. Like, everyone got in on the gold action and the stock market collapses. And then you're like, well, gold's not worth anything. Despite <laughs> its delusion of the opposite, America has never been a meritocracy. <laughs> You've so. never actually do earn your way to the top. And everyone who's at the top, like J.D. Rockefeller... <laughs> And uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Chase. Uh, J.P. Morgan. My bad. J.D. Rockefeller and J.P. P. Morgan. What a 
weird. You are successful in this country when you have enough money that when you lose money, it doesn't matter. When you you can leave a whole town. And that's how you become successful, (laughs) which is to say... When you can just tell Everett, yeah, I don't care that you guys are going to go through a recession. (laughs) Yeah, which is to say you're only successful if you have money. Right. Like, it's hard. Right. So they built this camp up. They recovered about... $1.2 $1.2 million of gold in that time period, in the 30s. And then they sold what they had left and left. Um, all the buildings are still there. Um, all the equipment still there. All the town that they built with the schoolhouse. That was also a saloon when the kids left. Sick. I know. Just I love it. Did they keep <laughs> the um, whiskey inside the schoolhouse while the children were there? They locked it up. <laughs> did they have to kick... This is a better question. Did they have to kick the old town drunk off the school steps in the morning when the kids showed up? That's a good question. Here's a better one. Um, did they have... <laughs> Did the kids walk into their one-room classroom and just see... Uh, piles of puke in the corner, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's like the ninth, it's like the early 1900s, so there yeah. was like no, like, we care about the kids or anything like that. It was just like, Harold, get the hell out of the saloon. A thin, the kids are trying to learn. <laughs> a thin dusting of cocaine on their schoolwork. <laughs> Casual cocaine usage. Yeah. Um, people are drinking absinthe and just, just passed out (laughs) just buckets of spittoons (laughs) (laughs) yeah these guys were not great i'm not gonna lie there is gettysburg i love how creative people are (laughs) people are so creative right and guess what it's not named after the town in pennsylvania where the battle famous battle happened Uh it's named after robert getty (laughs) oh okay so we didn't want to switch it up. We didn't want to say Getty's Town. No, something. no. We wanted to call it. This is in Clallam County. And uh, he built a, a, a lumber mill um, when he was about 30 years old. And he built a post office. And then the postmaster in 1890 embezzled, <laughs> embezzled, uh, no, uh, correction, in 1912 embezzled $814 from the U.S. government <laughs> and caused uh, or and served a one-hour sentence in prison. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of money back then. Yeah. In, 19, in 1912, that's like How much a couple thousand dollars. Uh, $814. $814 in 1912 is worth... $25,000 today. And she served one an hour. hour. An hour. For, Man, if she I committed could feel... a federal crime and only served an hour. If Because she was a woman, they said, though. If I could steal, man, misogyny works for you sometimes. <laughs> In the early 1900s, they're like, we're not sending a lady to federal prison. Just let her sit in the jail cell. She learned her lesson. If I could steal... <laughs> Half of my salary, um, and serve one hour in jail. Was it worth? Oh yeah. <laughs> Was it worth? Oh yeah. We're doing crimes, folks. 
Yeah, well, Ida's decided that was worth the risk. I mean, I feel like if I was the postmaster uh, uh, or the secretary to the postmaster or whatever, I would also just be like... <laughs> That's who's, for me. Who's going to stop you? You're the only person who looks through the mail. <laughs> Matt is never getting jobs. Never I getting a federal job. <laughs> no, that was a joke. That was parody. I would never steal money <laughs> from the mail. Um, so we're going to dip into the other side of it. Government projects. Washington was home to a lot of government projects. Michaela, are you familiar with the place called Hanford, Washington? Oh, is that the nuclear site? That is. Oh, I love the that. Nuclear it's site. nothing wrong happens there ever. Nothing weird, and um, I don't know, fucked up. Like what else am I gonna say? But, like nothing mean, radiation positive. You mean when you go to Tri Cities and you drink a glass of water, you're not actually shortening your life because you're drinking your radium runoff. Listen, I'm never going to the Tri Cities, so it's not a problem for me. You, you lucky you. <laughs> um, <laughs> damn. Uh, so we. In Washington, I will say, most people know about the story of Hanford, Washington. Hanford, Washington was a site where they developed the radioactive material for the nuclear weapons that were used in uh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima, Japan, um, during the Second World War. Uh, Washington has a very complex and deep history with the the Second World War and militarism at all. Overall, in the Japan and yeah. Japanese people, yeah, explicitly Japanese people and in 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 people of Asian descent and people of indigenous descent. We said, um, "Give us your teriyaki and then get in the camp." <laughs> we we did. We literally did do that. To <laughs> I <them> know. <laughs> it's so fucked up, but it's so like it's one of those things that I'm not proud of as an American, but also as a person from Washington. Um, because it's a part of our legacy forever. Like we helped make those weapons and we made them for a long time. And this town was cleared out in the 1940s under secrecy. No one knew why they were getting evicted. So imagine it's the middle of the night, the government, a, a, a GI, one of those steely faced, uh, 18, 19, 20, to 26 year olds knocks on your door you're just a plain old farmer from hanford washington and he goes sir you have to leave collect your family and your possessions we are relocating you that's what happened to make this bomb and they call the town now 100f it's on a grid square and they call it 100f and it's completely abandoned how many people were living in this town uh probably like 200 you know like... yeah about 262 okay yeah according to the it's the, the report here what's wild to me is not necessarily the fact that they were like hey this town of 260 people or something which is a very small town um granted it's less people than were in my high school and right. I went to a small high school of like a hundred people graduating class. So, yep. um, anyway, well, it's not so much that it's weird that they like kicked everybody out of this town. It's that the fact that they chose 
to do it in the middle of eastern Washington, which is almost entirely empty. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't find a grid on the map where there weren't people, because I promise there are. Yes. And, 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 and to that point, Michaela, because you are banging on something metal there. Like, you're hitting on a plate that shouldn't be there. You're like, what's going on here? They gave them 30 days in 1943 to relocate. (laughs) They found, they said, a sparsely located area and condemned the town of what's now known, or what was then known as White Bluffs and Hanford. Then, this is what I'm like, America is just, it always puts the icing and the cherry on top. It relocated a tribe of indigenous people known as the Wanapum. And forced them uh, to live outside of the areas that were assigned to them during their treaty rights. Yeah. um, I'm a little surprised that they even bothered to move them. Because I think it's very within the purview. (laughs) They would have just been like, let's just see what happens. (laughs) To use them as like, oh, these people were exposed to radium. Right. And uh, radiation fallout for... (laughs) They said we don't we don't know we don't know what what happened we don't understand what happened. <laughs> um, it says that the um, they used to hunt and fish along the Columbia River where that or where it connects to the bin. Um, and if you've been to Tri Cities, it's literally like a fork of rivers meeting each other. Um, these tribes were forced to leave since and uh, leave their places of worship because this is also where they practice their religious pra- you know set ceremonies and then <laughs> the whole town was raised except one building it was Hanford High School and do you know what Hanford High School is used by today for today um is it going to be like well okay let me work through my logic right so it's military. Mm-hmm. And what's the most fucked up thing that could be stored <laughs> in a high school? Hmm. Something that kills children regularly. So I'm thinking like an armory of automatic weapons. Perhaps the atomic bomb itself. <laughs> Close, but not really. Actually, for federal police to practice SWAT tactics. Oh, well, that's way less bad. But let me show you what the high school actually... This is what the high school used to look like. Okay. And then this is what it looks like now, that little bottom picture. (laughs) They practice SWAT tactics in, like, a completely, like, burnt-out school. (laughs) Yeah, I want to say for everybody who cannot see these pictures... Which is everybody. (laughs) You could look it up. I don't know. Um, It's like originally a white, kind of like a stone mezzo. Yeah. School. um, Art Deco, kind of almost. Yeah. High school. It looks fine. It's kind of boring, but nothing crazy. But this after photo looks like. Demonic. It was bombed out. (laughs) We're like. In the middle of Iraq or something. It's like... <laughs> it's like covered in ash and soot. Like somebody they just, just set like, it on fire just yeah, to see. <laughs> it, the white is gone. It's right. only gray now. <laughs> I just wanted to share that with you because 
it is kind of amazing because you kind of go, what, what, what's the worst thing that could happen? And it's like, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we could, you know, blow up. Another town called um, Cosmos. This is another creepy town that got flooded out. And it was a logging town and it got flooded. And now all the buildings, um, this is out in Tacoma area, all the buildings uh, were underwater. And oh, then, that's fun. <laughs> I um, think that's cool. <laughs> and then they flooded the... The, the 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 valley for the listen game. i love when nature reclaims itself i for one love it I think <laughs> but that awesome. this happened in the 19 um the 1940s and they said uh the tacoma power um wanted the dam to be built at mossy rock uh beginning at uh beginning at the falls near cosmos and that made them flip the whole plane <laughs> there's <laughs> just get rid of it. <laughs> just love when you just flood whole towns. Um, I got two more. I want to talk about a town that is very creepy. You got a very creepy energy. It's called Melmont. It's in Mount Rainier National Park. Ooh, I love that place. I know you do. It was founded in 1900. Uh, there were mines that produced... Uh, 4% of Pierce County's coal. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Anytime coal mining is included in your economy. 80%? Is that what you said? No, no. 40? No, yeah. It's uh, 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 4%. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought you said <laughs> she thought more. it was she thought it was just like a slave coal mine where they just forced well, people I just, in. <laughs> I just imagined the amount of so, coal pollution <laughs> that would happen if that place was producing like a majority of your coal for right. the entire county. Right. But okay. The town had a hotel, a saloon, a butcher shop a store and a train depot, along with houses for the workers that were employed for the Northwest Improvement Company. <laughs> um, a subsidiary of Northern Pacific Union, uh, Northern Pacific Railroad. Um, the houses were actually self-segregated by race. <laughs> self-segregated? <laughs> the neighborhood, because what happened is, the the actual like so this is the weird thing too the actual company which is technically allowing it which means that the company's allowing it but the company is allowing the management or the like the people who are like doing the clerk work to do racism in this town well this is <laughs> 1900s yeah this is right? early 1900s i mean Everybody was. Right, right. I mean, it's pretty, it's normal. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, even in this, like, company town scenario, you still are like, well, the blacks are over there. The Czechs are over there. The the, the Russians are over here. Mm. So what I'm hearing is it's a Tesla facility. Right, it's, it's Tesla. <laughs> just kidding, Elon. Parody. <laughs> Please do not sue us, because I know you're that petty. Didn't he lose his lawsuit? Uh, we, he, yes, he We're lost. allowed to say that. That's true. Uh, actually, it's been proven. Elon, you're a big racist piece of shit. Well, I don't know <laughs> if you can say that, but you can say Tesla. 
Tesla, the company, is actually that. Not Elon, personally. I don't know. Uh, That was just me joking. Also, he's a public figure. Yeah. But he's also from South Africa, and his dad owns an emerald mine. So, you know, figure it out, people. Listen. These guys used to be the bad guy on every 80s movie. Listen, there (laughs) is a statue... Um, having someone who had gone to journalism school, me, um, there is a statue of libel that many people forget about. It's not only demonstrably, yes, thank you. It's not only that it has to be demonstrably false. You have to prove that there was a loss of income as a result. (laughs) And I don't think that two people sitting at their kitchen table in Bellingham, Washington, is really going to result in loss of income from Elon, for Elon Musk. Beyond the fact that he is a public person, and therefore there are high, even higher standards against libel. Right. True. Um, Melmont, destroyed by a fire. It started its downturn in 1918 because of diesel and electric, diesel electric power. So there was a diesel-electric fire? No. Railroads switched from diesel, and then no one used coal anymore. So they said, bye-bye. We don't need you. Company town. Okay, if nobody uses coal anymore, then why is there a coal train? (laughs) Running downtown Bellingham. Running through our town all the damn time. What the hell is going on? (laughs) Somebody's using coal to put it in their barbecues. So we have a... a, Somebody's got a... Someone's doing something. Someone's doing something. Well, it was destroyed in a fire, but there's still buildings and foundations there. And Melmont Ghost Town Hike Trailhead is still on Google Maps. So you can find it and start walking it if you want. I'll I'll, I'll let you look through that. Just a couple pages, a couple of the pictures there. I mean, oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Having this, I don't know what this is looks like a giant fireplace it's, in the middle of the forest. Yeah, it's kind of old school. And some rickety-looking bridges. Yeah, I want to go across that bridge. I do not like bridges. Um, I, I live on an island with one bridge on, one bridge off, and I hate driving over that bridge every time. I'm going to say it again. I think there's some insurance fraud going on. I don't think that every... Well, okay... I understand that most of these are happening in the 1900s, early 1900s, mm-hmm. and firefighting, fire departments were not really a thing, and a lot of things burned down back then, mm-hmm. but every single town is, like, is oh, being just burned down. Yeah, and also, people, let's not always forget that some of the companies still own the property. When these fires break out. I guess when we really think about it. It's probably the company. Seattle has also burned down. Yeah. Ma- I mean, vast metropolitan complexes also burned down. San Francisco has burned Chicago, down. Chicago, New York City. They just rebuild those. So I, I, it's fine. We won't investigate insurance fraud. The statute of limitations is probably up anyway. She says, hmm, this is weird. <laughs> um, I have... Here, one area called Franklin, Washington. Um, Franklin was established in 1886 and was a town made up of mostly black laborers from Missouri, Illinois, Kentucky, and Tennessee in search of good-paying jobs and free transportation. 
with the white miners who went on strike took exception to the African-American strike breakers. And then the tensions grew for a month and a half. In early July, July 4th, <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Born on the 4th of July, baby. Um, a riot broke out that resulted in the deaths of two people. Oh. There's your deaths. Wait, black people or white? Yes. Oh. Black people. Uh, I and mean, the governor... like, either is bad, for yeah. the record. I'm for just... the record, yeah. <laughs> uh, the governor had to call out the National Guard to restore order in the town. In 1885, the Seattle and Walla Walla Railroad extended from Black Diamond to the town, allowing most of the coal that was extracted. A lot of coal mining in this area. I'm very nervous by the amount of coal that was extracted from Washington. It's just like... <laughs> Hey, you know all those guys who live in the Appalachians? Just send them to Washington. Yeah. <laughs> it says that on August 24th, 1894, the worst mine disaster in King County history occurred at the Oregon Improvement Company in Franklin. That's the same company that used to own that other town we were just talking about. Notice, they're all owned by the same company. <laughs> um, it says that a fire caused 37 miners to suffocate in the mine. A jury later found that the fire had been intentionally set, but the person responsible had also perished in the disaster. Oh, wow. But... Wait, how many people died? 37. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. In, in, in the 1880s, the late 1880s, like 1894. By the early 20th century, demand fell and mining became more difficult, causing mines to shut down. The post office in Franklin closed in 1916, and by 1919, all mining had ceased in Franklin. A few families remained, including a family named the Moores. Um, the Moore, or Ernest Moore, who wrote a book about the town, later wrote he later wrote a book called about his African Americans' families' experience in the coal miner who came west, which was written in 1982. From late 1940 to 1971, Palmer Coking Coking Coal Company, say that three times fast, <laughs> uh, mined both surface and underground coal at the town site in Franklin because no one was there anymore. The mining ended in 1971 when a coal bridge, a coal car bridge across the Gold, across the Green River, was blasted in a ceremony attended by many local dignitaries. In 1984 to 1985, Green River Community College's archaeology department, led by Gerald Hedlund and Mark Vernon, conducted digs at the abandoned town site. The report from Smoke to Mist, an archaeological study of Franklin, Washington, a turn of the century coal company town, was published in 1994, which relied on the research by historian John Hanscom. So this is one of those Green River areas, too. Green River has a lot of activity on it, and I forgot how busy that whole back area used to be before, you know. It's still busy. It is really it's, busy. It's a major area. Yeah. Very creepy area, though, back when you get to the woods, like to the edge of Black Diamond and okay. stick the forest out there. <laughs> There's a reason for it. <laughs> <laughs> I always... So many have had vibes. I've got like 40 women who are 
lost out there or who were at one point. Right. And then I got one cursed town. This is the last one. Oh, this one's cursed. This is a cursed town. Okay. It's called Govan. This is in eastern Washington. And it says, the schoolhouse in Govan was built in 1905 and shut down in the 1940s. The steeple on the, the building toppled over in, in 2019. Two fires came through Govan, the most recent in 1974, that ultimately led to the town's complete abandonment. As of 2020, or as of 2019, the population in the area, not the town, but the area, is three people. Wow. Govan, before Some it was wrong mo- turn shit. You'll see the school and I'll, you'll be like, yes. Um, Govan, before it was abandoned, was the site of the murder of Judge J.A. Lewis and his wife who were killed with an axe in their home. It was a robbery. It says robbery, as they were quite wealthy, was considered the motive. It referred to at the time as one of the most atrocious acts of murder in the state, in the history of the state. And later, in 1941, a woman was found murdered on her farm in Govan. This is way too small of a town. Around the same time her son went missing. So her son killed her. The son's body was found Dang it. in the fields eight years later with an accident. Eight years later? Like, had it been there for eight years? Probably. I mean, it's if, it, when it, if they abandoned the town in... It says 19... This is too small. This is too small of a town to have. Someone did that. (laughs) That much crime. Someone did that. Someone in that town did that. Well, yeah, obviously. And here's here's the there here's the. I don't think it's as cursed as you made it out to seem. Two sets of of murders, though. Well, yeah, that is cursed for sure. Um, (laughs) I'm. I mean the um, this. This uh, church, wow, forgot that word. This church reminds me of the church in uh, Resident Evil Village. So, mm-hmm. so it's not super creepy to me. But not super creepy. To but me. I think that does anyone remember that game, folks? <laughs> bad, bad source. <laughs> she says that's not too creepy to her. Well, yeah. Um, but the crime rate being that high and for such violent crime as well it's it was it's a little much. i'm not gonna lie the first murders were probably i'm not trying to do a crime podcast i hate that stuff mostly but i'm gonna go on the record and say if someone died violently like that in the early 1900s it was probably a teenager who did it and then they did the crime later when they were older again and then they just like drifted away because you know maybe or just someone likes to kill people I guess in this town. I feel like axes. I feel like you're saying this because they were both killed by axes. Yeah. But I feel like an axe was a very common murder. That's weapon true. Back then. That's true. I just think that the like killing in pairs thing too. Like it's they're not. Possible. They're not killing one person. They're killing two people, and then like they're like killing them. It's not like oh, I'm I'm just gonna like 
gentlemen, just put them away over here. It's like, no, I'm just going to leave them out in the middle of the fucking field and just be like, let the animals find them. I don't care. Yeah. It's kind of vicious. It's a little vicious. It is. So, but it might also, it's like the time isn't that far apart from 19, early 1900s to 1940 is a little while, but like that person, if they did it in their teens and still lived in that town, they're likely dead. I, I know now, but yeah. like then I'm saying when the <laughs> when the murder was done, yeah, the, the last murder was done. So you're thinking that he did it as a teen, yeah. this person, and then it was like I'm gonna lie low, I'm a, or lay low, I'm gonna lay low, I'm gonna lay low, I'm not gonna do that again. That's awful what I did or whatever. And then like they relapsed, like that happens. Yeah, happens. It's possible. It's pretty messed up though. No matter which way you slice it. Oof, bad pun. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops. So, what did you learn today, Michaela? Uh, this is a long, boring episode, and I'm sorry for making it so long, but what did you learn today? Um, I think there's a disappointing amount of ghosts in these ghost towns. Not enough ghosts. Not enough ghosts. Well, we'll probably find an episode where we can focus in on real ghosts, or what... what I'm going to openly disclose, I'm a skeptic of ghosts, so what we think is real ghost. And then Michaela can tell us. But that will be an episode coming up. I have no ghost episodes in the in the roster. We don't know when the ghost is going to happen, but it will happen. There will be ghosts. I mean, it's... it's <laughs> this place is literally like the Indian burial ground in Poltergeist. <laughs> like, yeah. We will run into a ghost eventually. That's true. <laughs> this whole state is basically that one house. So we will we will run into ghosts in our story eventually. But until yeah. then. I think we should go to one personally. What, a ghost town or a yeah. ghost? No, a ghost town. Oh. There's one just down the road. We should go. Those buildings are extremely unsafe. <laughs> I'm not saying we have to go inside. It's true. It's true. Okay. We should look into it for sure. Yeah. Road it, trip. Road trip into rural Watkin County. Or Skagit. There's or Skagit. Well, the Skagit one is gone. It's very gone. Oh. It's like. It's gone. Oh. <laughs> they just swear it's well, over. Disappointing. Stupid. Yeah, like, I try to find it on a map. It just disappeared. There's no traces of it anymore. And I also learned we got to go to Hot Springs. We got to find a Hot Springs. I know there's a Hot Springs somewhere around here. I got to get my back unmessed up. Yeah. Get that good, warm geothermal heat before before Inslee puts a, a geothermal power plant on top of it and we can't use our Hot Springs Listen, anymore. Listen, I hope he does. Low key, that would probably save us a lot of money. <laughs> don't even, don't even. Do as long as he doesn't give it over to PSC, we'll be fine. <laughs> but Michaela, yeah, thank you for going to another tour of ghost towns with me. You're welcome. Thanks for taking me. And to our guest and our listeners, thank you. Have a good one. Bye.